0: Good morning. Welcome to the FTS Bet Slip on uh, the 1st of December. Here we are, 1st of December. Advent has started. Get your kids all their advent calendars, chocolates going in. Um, I guess it's the time for kids, once you start doing that, that the uh, magic of Christmas starts to um, become reality, doesn't it? Um, there you go. Good. Yes. Um, right. I've got a story for you today. Uh a multifaceted story, It is multi, there's multi parts to it, I've got to do a bit of explanation before we get there, um, but let's get to the football first, um, Argentina through, won the group, Saudis scored a late goal to deny Mexico and Poland went through, Draw shaping up well for England to be fair, um, France I didn't see the team but just quickly had a gaze at the coins, it seems they played a weakened team, um, didn't beat Tunisia, um, I had a late goal, didn't they? Griezmann equalised. Betfair settled the market by all accounts and then uh, the goal was chalked off. I don't know the reason but what that was for. Uh, again, just saw some comments. Um, and the Aussies beat Denmark. A very poor performance by Denmark by all accounts in the chat group. The worst Denmark performance in 25 years. That's quite a statement. Um, and probably the sort of first mini shock of the World Cup. A lot of people fancied Denmark. What were they, twenty twenty-eight to one, something like that? Few people fancied them to go far. Um, certainly, I thought they'd get out of that group. But well done to our friends down under. Uh, the Australians. A great day. Great scenes on uh, on Twitter of the pictures in um, Melbourne, three o'clock in the morning, jumping up and down. My. Uh, nephew, he text when the final whistle went, so he was up and about, he texted me the Australian flag, born in England, he's one of them, he's swapped over, um, he's coming, he'd be on a flight, I are they over here, oh he might have actually been over here, because they were flying over to Ireland, uh, I don't know where they've landed, so they might have actually watched it in Ireland, that might make more sense, I did think it was a bit weird him being up at 3 o'clock, um, he'll be getting he'll be getting put in his place flipping born in flipping born down in Devon and trying to flip in pretend that he's a flipping Aussie now and we'll be dealing with that when I meet up with them at Christmas time Um, and Argentina you know beware the teams that go from strength to strength lost to Saudi Arabia as I said when they lost to Cameroon last time they were beaten finalists still think Argentina are gonna be the team for me. I put them up pre-event, I'm gonna stand with it and say Argentina World Cup winners um, in 2022. Uh, We also, just the stuff I've been doing with Chris the last few days on the the World Cup Daily Show, the Tiger Spreadsheets World Cup Daily Show. Um, Chris, who does all my Excel, asked me to join him for the World Cup to talk through some stuff. Um, but we've been looking at late goals, and obviously, there was a massive buzz. All the talk around uh, how much added time there's been and extra late goals, and then the last 12 games, only three of them had a late goal 25%. And, and this is the sort of thing you'll see people see a trend developing think on a really small sample of data, think, oh, I'll jump on that, maybe have a few winners, and then they would have done their brains um, late on. Um, it'd be interesting to see when we get the end of it. It's so difficult, this, these sort of tournaments, to go and say, that's a really established trend and that's what's going to happen um, and bet accordingly on it for me. Um, but I get people who like to sit and have a click and a bet. It's not for me. Today, I've got absolutely nothing. Croatia-Belgium's obviously the big game, but... Um, wasn't strong on Croatia at the start, but Belgium have been so lacklustre that I think Croatia will probably go through. Uh, Germany I expect to beat Costa Rica, Spain um, beat Japan. I don't think we're going to see any shocks or surprises today. I suppose you're keeping your eye on that Croatia-Belgium game. And can Costa Rica possibly get something against Germany? I very much doubt it though. 1.12, thrash 7-0 by Spain. Nothing, no value in goals or anything for me today. It is a day sit on your hands and do nothing. Um, From a punting point of view, I'm just going to not even have it fired up. I'm going to do FTS work. Um, So I mentioned yesterday, um, just briefly about not going, uh, not giving me gifts and things. But I did get a phone call late on Monday um, from an FTS member, (coughs) Ian Deal. I got a text first. Ian, do you like Kevin Bridges? Um, and I do like Kevin Bridges, I think he's funny, so I text back, yes, I think he's funny, Uh, and then my phone rang, same FTS member, would you like to go to Kevin Bridges on Wednesday? So having said, don't give me anything, give it to charity. I can be bought, I'm like like FIFA, you want to take me on a nice night out, I'm probably not going to say no. Um, So I rolled along last night, met um, Gary at... um, St Pancras, and we went to Kevin Bridges. Now, getting to a multifaceted story, the way this led, I ended up sharing a story with Gary last night. My best friend, you know, everybody has a, you have your best friend. My best friend is um, Scottish, uh, lives in Devon, he moved to Devon when he was 16, he's about 50, um, a year older than me, 52, I think now, maybe 53. Uh, it's his birthday on the 9th, he's 53 on the 9th of December. Same birth, same day as Andy Richmond. And he, um, uh, I met I met him 25, 30 years ago. My you know, well, best friend, I don't mean your Twitter mates. I mean, somebody you could ring up and I could say, I could ring him now and say, so I'm in the shit and he'd be up here within four or five hours, he'd jump in the car and go and vice versa if he ever needed anything from me. Um, there, so... He's Scottish, and uh, I'll go go on how we met first, because this is this is an amusing part. This is how I near this is. I nearly got whacked. He is now well in February this year. He was twenty five stone. He's five foot seven. He is 25, 20 He's down to twenty one now because he's gone on a weight loss thing. But he's always been big. I mean, he, we we I named him Shrek because he hasn't really got a neck, he's just a, he's like a square. I mean, his legs are like snooker table legs, absolutely rock solid, massive arms, big thick neck that goes into a, a quite big head, um, but he has got a bit of a gut on him, you know, drinks too many soft drinks and coke and shit like that, um, and has done all his life, always, always, you know, pasties. He's, a, he's just one of those, um, and I've kept on about him his way, but he's a big lad, always been a big lad, much bigger than me. And um, I met him through playing golf. So I played a bit of golf with him. We got on and I I started trying to help him with his game. And we played golf one day and I was probably about 24, 25. We played golf, um, like eight, ten of us in a roll-up in the bar afterwards. And at that time, he worked night shifts in a cheese factory. Um, And I used to rib him about it. You know, I'll go back now, you know. All arseholes. I was a young arsehole ripping the piss out of him going to work in this cheese factory. Um, and this particular day we played golf. He was due to go off like sitting in the bar and he said, I'm going to have to go, lads. I've got work tonight. And he did like four days on, four days off, did like 10 till 10. So he's um, in there saying, he's got to go. I've started taking the piss out of him <coughs> about working in this cheese factory. Can't even remember what I said. Um, and a couple of the other lads also then started piling in um you know i'm always somebody who's taken the piss amazing i haven't had it whack before but that's what i'm like um i'm one of them i can't bear the people who uh, i've got them about two levels above pedophiles people who you can take the piss out of or or love jumping in taking the piss out of when somebody's having the piss taken out of them but when it turns on them they don't like it i've always had the piss taken out of me youngest of five I was always the brunt of jokes, always been fairly short brunt of jokes. And my defense mechanism was not to curl up in a ball and cry was to rip the piss out of people. And I perhaps sometimes go the other way. I love taking the piss out of it. Love people taking the piss out of me. There's, there's people even within FTS that love to pile in, or you see it on Twitter as well, pile in. But when it turns on them, you can tell what the character they are. They don't like it, They're bellies. Um, so this, this, we're in this golf club bar and this, um, I'm taking the piss. These two lads have piled in uh, and they were a couple of years younger than me. Um, and uh, I'm all this is unbeknown to me. He's got off and gone to his cheese factory shift and then he's sat in, he's sat in work. And he's obviously up all night, stewing on the fact that these two lads have piled in, taking the piss out of him working in a cheese factory. And it's a wrong thing to do. I look back now, you know, young and stupid. Um... And he stewed himself so much that he worked himself into uh, a state that it was my fault and the next day he was going to come and do me over and whack me. Uh, So he has finished work. As I say, I know none of this. He has finished work, gone home, had a shower and he knows I'll be down the golf club practicing um, and he's going to come down and give me a hiding for for taking the piss out of him in front of other people and these people piling in. What he doesn't know is we've been, I've been out hitting balls, I was back in the golf club and the pro was there, a couple of other lads, and we were talking about um, improving in golf. We are just having a general conversation about how you get better at golf and improving And, and my philosophy has always been very similar to betting that a lot of people say they want to improve but don't put the work in. So people may have a lesson, but then they don't work at it, um, you know, and and don't actually strive to get better. They just talk about it. And it's very, very similar in punting. I get lots of people who tell me what they want to do. And I've said this before, and then when you follow their actions through, they actually don't put the effort in. The only way you get better at things is to work at it. So we were having this conversation about actually how many people do get better. And, you know, you see people practicing badly and all these sorts of things. and. As we're having that, there's a glass open to the car park um, building. As we're having that conversation, he's come rearing in. He had a Ford Mondale. He's come rearing in, screeched to a thing. And come, there's two glass double doors that you have to go through and then another door into where we were. And he's come charging through these double glass doors. Uh, bear in mind, all he wants to do now is kill me. And I still don't know any of this. And he wants to kill me. And he has said... um, Open the door, he's, he's gone through the double doors. can see he's got there. He's opened the door into us. There's four of us stood there. As he's opened the door into us, I said, I'll tell you who has improved and who is the most improved golfer I've seen in the last 12 months. His name's Andy. I called him Scottish, called him Jocky, called himself Jockey. I Said, I'll tell you who has improved the last 12 months and his game's got much better is Andy. So I've said that as he's walked in the door. He's heard me say it and he's obviously thought, He's just paying me one of the best compliments. How can I hit him? So I diffused getting a whack completely and utterly without knowing about it, um, just by saying, I'll tell you who's improved the most. Andy, his game's come on leaps and bounds. So I'd say he's the most improved player in the club. I remember saying those sort of words. I still don't know he wants to whack me. He's told me from that moment, we have become best mates, been best mates now for 25, 26, 27 years, whatever it is. And he... Uh, he told me about two months later, he said, I was come down, I was going to kill you. He said, I was absolutely going to rip your head off. He said, I stewed on it all night. I was so angry. He said, I was going to absolutely belt you. He said, and I walked in and you went, "Is the most improved player. He said, you just took the wind out of my sails. So we then became really good mates. Um, And then in September this year, his daughter went to Edinburgh University, same age as uh, my boy. She went to Edinburgh University, stayed up there to work. So he sent me a picture. uh, And I'll tell you what it was. It was the night the Queen died. He went to the the Kevin Bridges concert in Glasgow when the Queen died, whenever that was. Uh, He went to that one where Kevin Bridges made that joke. And he sent me... uh, I'd been having a WhatsApp with him. and I said, I'll give you a ring later. And he said, don't ring me later. I'm at Kevin Bridges. And then he sent me a picture of the... Uh, Glasgow Arena, wherever they were, of him in the, in there. And I um, text back, oh, thanks for the invite. I said, like Kevin Bridges, trying to get tickets. Thanks for the invite. You know, just a bit of banter. You know, lovely. Oh, well, sorry, mate, this, that and the other. So last night, we get to Hammersmith. Going to see Kevin. I said, I'm going to take a picture of this from my mate down in Devon Jock. I said, Cause he, I, I gave him stick for not getting me tickets. I'm going to tell him I've got a new best mate who's got me a ticket. So I took a picture of it, sent it to him. Um, and then I ended up speaking to him on the phone, having a bit of a thing. But it just triggered another story, which is absolutely brilliant. I got talking to Gary about him, telling him the story I've just told you, how I met, and value of true friends, and this, that, and the other, and good people. And from that day when he was going to whack me, we became really good friends, and he used to work four days on, four days off in this cheese factory. So on his four days off, I used to play a bit of golf with him, and if I was going away to play in any events he would um, caddy for me, he'd say, I'll come and caddy for you. And we went all over the place, went to Scotland together, went to Wales, um, we've been over to America, but this particular event, and again, I'm, it's back similar time, I was probably 20, I was with Sam, um, Jack had been born, so it was probably, it was 27 years ago, it was Jack's birthday, there, so 26, 27 years ago, um, I used to, all this period, mid-90s, I said it's long-faceted, I could be here for a while, coincides with sort of Sky becoming televised football, 1993 onwards, that sort of period. And um, we used to, when the Monday night football, the first sort of incantation of Monday night football, we used to, Sam or I would cook a big lasagna, um, chilli or spag bowl. it was always one of those three, and seven or eight lads used to come round the house, of which Jock was one, and watch the Monday night football. And we'd, we'd, have, we'd always get a big chilli in that, a couple of bags of pick and mix sweets, and we'd watch the football, um, eat the food and, and have a laugh and a couple of beers and this, that and the other. And uh, in this, in our dining room then down in Devon, I had four pictures on the wall, uh, three pictures on the wall, sorry. When, when Jack was 10 months old, we went to Crete And we went out for a nice meal and um, uh, I've come out of the meal and you're walking along. we're walking through a little sort of market area and there was a woman there doing pastel portraits. Um, And we stood and watched her really good and she'd had some sort of sample ones up of celebrities she'd done which looked, you know, quite realistic and she's sitting there drawing and Sam said, I wouldn't mind getting one of them done other the kids. They look really good. So spoke to the woman. Basically how it operated was she took a picture. She then painted it during the day the next day or pastled it, whatever they do. And then you went back the next evening and picked it up. And you sort of paid a deposit and then paid the balance. So whatever they were, 20 euros. Give her 20 euros. She took a picture of each of the kids. Off we went. Go back the next night she unveils these two pictures one of jack as a 10 month old baby one of jody remember jack had a buzz light year t-shirt on. um jody had a blue top on and we had these two pictures done opened them up sam oh they're beautiful you know a little bit of a tip and eye. this that, and the other so sam then says i think we should get one of us done so we've got the full set so we've had the kids ones done so now we get a picture taken of um us, you know, Sam in front of me, me to the side a bit, Clooney-esque looks, uh, woman takes a picture. We go back the next night and she's done us. So now we've got a picture of us two together and a picture of the kids, these pastel portraits. Get them home. Um, at the time I, I had a load of pine furniture. All, all our house was pine. I had a pine dining table and six chairs, pine um, coffee table. Pine bedside cabinets, pine bed. I'd won it all playing golf. I used to play golf against the a Pine Factory. He was shit. I just used to win my house off him. Just used to go and play golf. And what we playing for. I'll play you for like 100 quid or a double bed. Lovely, okay. Thanks ever so much. Win a double bed. He was useless. Kitted my whole house out of this guy. So we got them put in. Because we had a pine coffee table and a couple of other pine bookshelf things. We got them uh, framed in pine. And they took pride of place in this room with the TV. So my mates used to come around, watch the football, we had telly in the corner, these pictures up on the wall, the pine furniture. So that's the setup. And this went on, we did this for for two, three years. So about a year into this, 10 months a year into this it was, uh, I'm playing in a golf event down in Bournemouth at Dudsbury Golf Club. And Jock said, I'll come with the Arcadie for you. And it's a two day event, so you drive down on day one. If you make the cut, then you play on day two. So we've driven down to Bournemouth. Um, I've played okay, made the cut. So now we've gone off to find a b and then we've gone for something to eat. And we've gone to, um we found this burger place, I guess it's what would be sort of, wasn't a McDonald's, a Byron of its time, Byron Burgers of its time, that type of thing in Bournemouth. And we sat there and he is really quiet. He is, I mean, we used to just jabber about any old nonsense and he was really quiet. And uh, I didn't, I just sort of let him, I thought he must have something going on, this, that and the other. And then he said to me, <laughs> it's brilliant. He said to me, I've got to talk to you, in." He said, "I got." To. I said, "What's up? He said, uh, and I could see the strain on his face. He, he'd obviously been bottling something up. And he said, uh, "We've just got to have a conversation." He said, "I've just got—I've got something that's been on my mind for ages." He said, uh, "I don't know how to—I don't know how to say it." And I hope you don't take offence, but I've just got to tackle this subject. And I went, "Okay, go on." You know, I said, "Whatever it is, we're we're best mates. Just whatever." You know. Whatever it is, we'll deal with it. I'm thinking he's going to tell me something like he's got cancer or something like that. That's what is in my head as this is playing. He looks at me, looks up from his food, looks at me across the table and he says, Sir, I've got to ask you, why you let Sam have a picture up in the room of her with another bloke? I said, what? He said... In your house, he said, when we come round and watch the football and that. He said, I've been looking at this picture for years. He said, the picture on the wall you've got with um, Sam with another bloke. He said, I wouldn't be having that. I said, it's me. I said, the picture's me. He said, no, it's not. Don't be sure. He genuinely sat there for a year looking at this pastel drawing we'd had done in Crete, thinking it was Sam with another bloke, and I was just sitting there accepting it. And he'd agonised over this for agonized over it for 10, 12 months. I said, it's me. And I, I I, got talking about this, relayed the story to Gary yesterday. I texted my mate and said, I've just told Gary, he said, you still should go and get your money back for that picture. Unbelievable. Um, I found it funny anyway, but yeah, he, he sat there in my house thinking I had a picture on the wall of uh, Sam with another bloke uh, looking down on me while I'm watching the Monday night football. Um, Brilliant, but he's a yeah, he's a good lad. He's I, I set him up as a he's brilliant at carpentry, and that's what I used to give him stick about. He used to do four days on, but yeah, and I get it, you know, it's all things in life. He he had a secure wage. I don't think the job was particularly. St- you know strenuous but it was the fact obviously it messes your sleep pattern and this that, and the other but on his four days off he was a brilliant carpenter he used to on his four days off if he wasn't playing golf things, he'd fit kitchens for people and do that and i kept on at him just give that flipping cheese garbage up and become a chippy uh and i helped him get set up he has now got a very successful carpentry business um in devon full thing does shop fits does kitchens um you know obviously he's, he's branched out and met other people who do building and that so he's turned it into a sort of full operation doing bathrooms the whole lot um from taking the plunge so so you know his fear was giving up that i've got that fixed wage there this might not but he was really he is really good at it um and now he's on a bit of a weight Thing, think weight crusade to lose some weight. He had to have another hip because he was... And it was all because of him being a fat bastard. He used to drink, used to drink eight two-litre bottles. Eight to ten two-litre bottles of iron brew. Doesn't drink alcohol of iron brew a week. Um, horrendous. Um, but yeah, but he sat in my house thinking Sam was up on the wall with another bloke for... Um, yeah so those pictures got taken down it was before mobile phones really i remember coming back going back home to sam saying jock thinks that's me you with someone else and uh, the pictures came down and they i think they're up in my loft gary wants me to dig them out and take a picture of them if i do find them at some stage when i'm next up in the loft i will take a picture and post it um there you go so then why have you got a picture of yourself up with another guy right on that that's it Um, and avoiding the whack Um, multifaceted there we go right have a lovely Thursday I'll be back with you all Um, when will I be back with you I'll be back with you all tomorrow yeah for more football Uh, enjoy the games Croatia Belgium should um, provide the excitement